Okay, hello, my name is Arham Alam. I'm Manu John. And this is Swamp Talk, where we swamp to talk and talk the swamp. Today, Manu, what are we discussing? Our topic today is impeachment. Donald impeachment of who? The president, Arham. Of, of, of the United, United States. States of America. Okay. Yeah, no, I just want to make sure. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay. New truth the topic. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> okay, and that's the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Mm, yes. uh, 30 seconds in. Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, Mon, what are your views on this impeachment, though? I was going to ask you the same thing. Okay. Um, I... Do you I mean, want to first give a rundown of what's happening? Um, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, so, essentially, um, a couple weeks ago or just a couple months ago? I don't remember. Okay. Either way, a couple months ago, um, Trump had a call with... Um, president, uh, well, president-elect slash President Vladimir Zelensky of Ukraine, uh, mainly about having Ukrainian officials uh, look into the um, into the Biden, specifically uh, Joe, um, former Pre- Vice President Joe Biden's son Hunter Biden, into his affairs in some Ukrainian uh, company. I think it was some petroleum company, but. Uh, they uh, in exchange for that he would give Ukraine military aid, and so what's putting everyone into this little I guess kerfuffle of sense of a sense in a sense is that they uh, many people believe this is a quid pro quo. If you don't know what a quid pro quo is, oh. I had no idea. <laughs> um, it's basically like an ultimatum where they like put the country like in a situation where they're like forced to do something for like the benefit. Not of necessarily. It's mostly just a promise. It's like I oh, it's an ultimatum. No, nah, quid pro quo is oh, Never if mind. you do this for me, then you then you can get that. You know what I mean? Oh, so it, it's basically a to. promise. It's just a deal. Okay. Really. It's just, right. That's what a quid pro quo is. Yeah. It's just a Latin term, I believe. Uh, essentially, it's just a promise uh, that um, if you do this for me, then I'll give you this. I mean, Trump was threatening to withhold the military funding, but um, unless uh, Zelensky decided to have his attorney general look into the Bidens. Because um, apparently there was a form, uh, different Ukrainian attorney ge- general that did, but that didn't really work out because he was thrown out of office because um, he wasn't doing, he, he wasn't doing that well in his job either way. Um, he had like no experience apparently, or that may have been a different one. But either way, threw everyone for a loop. Um, Democrats, well, Nancy Pelosi, um, Speaker Nancy Pelosi has been waiting for a while, kind of. For something like this, in a sense, you know, in order to get impeachment started. So, you have the impeachment inquiry. Um, House Republicans are obviously vehemently against this. So same with Senate Republicans. Um, well, Senate Republicans, kind of. They're actually a little bit more ambivalent. If you look at, like, Mitt Romney, um, Ben Sass, uh, well, Mitt Romney of Utah, ben, Senator Ben Sass of um, Nebraska, they were a bit ambivalent about it. But, I mean, you gotta see. And, um, what else? I'm trying to think. You can chime in when you want to. Yeah, yeah, I was just um, But, like, uh, uh, so you had a lot of uh, things go down. You had um, private hearings occur in that uh, special room the House has. I forgot what they call it. But And then you had the House Republicans essentially storm it, like, House of Cards style, essentially. <laughs> just storm that room and, like... I heard they apparently like um like kind of compromised it because it's like a really like special room. That, that's fine. Um, 
it's like a um, it's a pretty special room and like you can't take cell phones or anything oh, yeah. and legit like house republicans they just raided it um but they did order pizza, so I mean, and gave it to reporters, so I guess there's an upside. Just but essentially, um, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, then, next you know it, uh, you ha- um, after like you have the whistleblower and things like that, which was before the impeachment inquiry. Let me specify that, um, and everyone wanting to out, well, the Republicans wanting to out the whistleblower. Um, now you have um, now the. Democrats, they had held a vote in the House um, to like to officially to yeah to officially start it to have an actual inquiry, um, mostly on party lines aside from two Democrats voting against and um, the independent from Michigan. What was his face? Uh, oh, I remember his name. Yes, look it up. Uh, Amash or Amash. oh Amash, yeah, Justin Amash, yeah. The former Republican. But yeah, so essentially, that's about it. Um, yeah. Just, um, my big question about it is, you, yeah, Arham laid it perfectly about the overview of impeachment. My big question is that, so what? Like, I, I need to know, like, what, what do Democrats really want to get out of the impeachment inquiry? Is it to actually impeach the president? Because I really don't see a route politically for Democrats to get impeachment, I, I, I don't I ha- I don't even know if it'll pass the House because clearly um, back first of all um, I think you said that um, Nancy Pelosi was trying to get a moment for Trump. Yeah, she's been um, waiting a while for something like I this. disagree with that because Nancy Pelosi has made it clear many times that she's never wanted impeachment. Like when um, when Alexandria Ocasio Cortez was saying impeach him, impeach him, and when Rashida T- uh, Tlaib said impeach the um, yeah yeah. 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 Uh, bleep. <laughs> um, Nancy Pelosi really didn't want to. And when she talked about impeachment, she said the only route for impeachment is through a bipartisan way. And through and as seen by the House vote, it was not bipartisan. It was completely through party lines. And if you want to argue for bipartisanship, the only bipartisan support was against impeachment, as the two Democrats voted against impeachment. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Kevin McCarthy, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy made that argument, but I mean, either way, like, politics is so polarized these days that, um, but like, if you look at, like, not like with minor pieces of legislation, but like with major issues such as this, they're going to vote on party lines for the most part. I I do see that, but if you do want to impeach him, that's a problem, because if the House votes for impeachment, it goes to the Senate, and guess what? You need first a two-thirds majority in the Senate, and the problem is the Senate is already controlled by Republicans. So you need that – you need, like, over ten Republicans to vote for impeachment, and it's yeah. clearly like – Well, I mean, their main goal – well, the House doesn't necessarily care about conviction necessarily. Then what do they care about? They just care about impeachment because they can't do anything about conviction. That's the senator's job. I the only I had to look at this like I look because they're not I look at impeachment through a political lens. If the Democrats, okay. there are two ways. Maybe I I e- either Democrats want um to show that the president has done something wrong by conviction, or they want to lay the facts straight. Either way, what I want uh either way the problem is if the, uh, if the impeachment like if the House votes for impeachment. 
if the Senate decides not to impeach the president, the president will make a claim that he's been um, exonerated by the Senate. And that is a problem for Democrats um, in 2020. The second problem I see is that I like how Andrew Yang phrases it. He mm-hmm. phrases it like, um, he says that he uh, supports the impeachment inquiry, but the problem is that when he was asked a question in the uh, CNN um, debate last month, he said the more you talk about the president, the bet, like the bet, the the more likely the president is to win the twenty twenty election. Oh yeah, no, he'll get and so much airtime. That's he how gets he did so, so much news coverage. And yeah, no, that's how he did so they, well in the Republican. Exactly, like, and the twenty twenty candidates really need to distinguish himself. And the more time, the, like the news media gives the president coverage over the other twenty twenty Democratic candidates, the more likely he wins. And that's a problem for Democrats. They really need to focus more on kitchen table issues rather than focusing on impeachment. No, I yeah, really that's don't a good see point. I think it was a winning strategy in 2020. I, I, yeah, I don't think. I think I was listening to um, a podcast with David Axelrod and um, Gina Raimondo. She's the governor of Rhode Island. Yeah, pretty unpopular governor, surprisingly, I guess. But um, she's the governor of Rhode Island. And um, she was essentially saying how people, they didn't really care. I, I believe, I, I, I may have forgotten it, but. She was uh, talking about how people didn't really care about it. They didn't really care about impeachment. They were mostly concerned about, like, um, how the next president's going to impact their pocketbooks. You know what I mean? But then again, I mean, let's be honest. Like, politics is local. So even if something were to happen on a national... That's why Republicans have been doing really well, because they control local politics. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, to an extent, yeah. Um, But, like, uh... What? No, I mean, so really, the national government is not going to impact your pocketbook, pocketbook as much as, or your wallet really, as much as um, state politics with like state taxes and things like that. Um, unless you have like major like tax reform, like with Trump. Would but there are like a lot of issues that Democrats keep talking about. Like they want to talk about um, healthcare, they want to talk about education, um, infrastructure. These are all important yeah. issues. But when we think about this Congress, um, the problem is, I have a feeling that when people view this uh, Congress, even from a current lens, but also from a historical lens, like maybe 20 years from now, the defining moment will be impeachment. It won't be like the kitchen table issues. It won't be solving the opioid crisis, which is really pressing. Because I haven't heard of any major bills that have really been passed in a bipartisan way by the Senate and the House. Because Democrats and Republicans have really worked together to mold that consensus and that's really important well, yeah no i understand that but i mean when does history ever really truly care about kitchen table issues necessarily i mean sometimes they do no doubt about it like when we look at fdr's presidency he he had a lot of major yeah. bills, even though if you may you may not agree with them but he no, had definitely. a lot of but like i mean you don't necessarily bad. like always hear about the um like the fiscal policy or the tax cuts I'd say tax cuts were a big fiscal policy. Well, yeah, no, but, like, when you read, like, a U.S. history textbook, you don't always necessarily see that. Yeah, Sometimes like, you do. Okay, but when people are voting, they're reading the news. And if you yeah, don't no. see that the Democrats... I mean, see, like, look, they how probably, I see it... Sorry. No, no, you're fine. Um, to be frank, I don't like to look at things through a political lens. That really complicates things. How I see, <laughs> I, no, yeah. no. It's honestly, it's not necessarily a bad thing either to under trying to understand their strategy because it helps you 
understand. It, give, it gives you a it uh, gives you a third dimension to look at politics and to understand why something is happening. Because a lot of the things in politics doesn't always make sense, you know. Yeah. But how I see it is that um, the I only support impeachment or the continuation of impeachment or like uh, of the imp- impeachment inquiry is because if he did no wrongdoing, then great, okay. That that that's how I see it, okay. But if we find something, we should definitely prosecute for it because he shouldn't necessarily go unpunished, you know. Because like, look. I know impeachment may distract from the issue, sure, but if Trump has nothing to hide, then he shouldn't be worried. And I think he does, but nonetheless, I truly believe that um, if he's innocent, that he's innocent. So he like impeachment shouldn't be such a huge issue, because all it is is just Congress using a check on the president. That's it. My only problem with that logic is that. The key thing you said about that is there should be, like, consequences. He should be, like, consequences for what he's done. But I don't think that no if matter... If they're found... If, if he's not guilty. If, if, if something is found. But the only thing is that I really don't see a route where Republicans are going to vote against this president. Because this president is so popular with Republicans. And I don't think really any evidence that Democrats find is really going to sway that. And that means that you know, impeachment, maybe. ultimately, in my view, is going to fail. And... Um, and yeah. No, well, that's why I was saying that, like, uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm looking at this, like, apolitically. Yeah, and when I look from it, like, the reason why I think it matters to look through impeachment in a political lens is that anything we do, like, especially for political candidates, they have political consequences. And these political consequences really matter in determining who's going to be the next majority in the two chambers of, uh, two, uh, legislative bodies. Yeah. And... That really matters for public policy, and and that really uh, that affects people's day to day lives. So that's why I, uh, I, I kind of see myself in many in many ways, as a partisan. So it really matters to me, um, yeah. how it impacts politics. I do want to switch the conversation a, uh, a bit to Joe Biden. Okay. Do you think that Joe Biden? I felt like something sketchy was actually happening there. Because at the while his son was doing those dealings, apparently like the Obama administration was doing something in Ukraine too. Yeah. Um. So, I have my suspicions, but I don't want to act on them because it's like I, I don't know. I don't have enough information to make a conclusive to conclude anything. And, and just, just for, be, I'll make a fool of myself if I did. <laughs> and for the viewers, basically, um, the the like the allegations against Joe Biden is that um, there was some nepotism going on with his son in Ukraine, and there may have been other allegations. But that's no, I don't I've, think it's necessarily that. Obviously, his last name is Biden, so he's going to get special privileges no matter what. But it's more that. Um, the fact that he was working with the Ukrainian oh, the company, yeah. and then, well, yeah, you have the prosecutor, but then also the U.S. kind of influence, influencing how much the prosecutor was looking into the company he was the he um, whose board he was on. Okay, so be, I'll just it's boarding. I'll restate. That's what that the viewers really understand. Basically, um, sure. Joe Biden's uh, son, Hunter Biden. Wait, was it Hunter? Hunter. Yeah, because yeah, Bo is dead. Yeah. I didn't remember which one was which. Hunter Biden was working in this Ukrainian company. And there were several um, allegations, I think, raised against 
uh, Joe Biden's son um, uh, for multiple reasons. I don't know what the specific reasons were. And there was this Ukrainian prosecutor who was looking into that case. Uh, Joe Biden claims that the prosecutor was slow and corrupt, so he decided he pressurized the Ukrainian government through sanctions. The, the U.S. government pressurized uh, Ukraine to fire Pressure. a prosecutor. <laughs> and Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. <laughs> Press, uh, pressured. He, yeah, pressured the Ukrainian uh, the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine to fire the prosecutor, and Ukraine did. And the the problem with that is that many people see it as that he, that the U.S. pressured Ukraine because uh, to free uh, to free Hunter Biden from the allegations because then the prosecutor wouldn't be um, looking into the case anymore. My views on it specifically is that I I really think it's fishy. Number one for like Joe Biden's son to be working in a Ukrainian corporation where he doesn't speak the language, a and b where he doesn't he had no know-how about yeah the that's actual, what i found kind of weird he's a lawyer but he has no expertise in, in the um, specific area he was working yeah, in on the that board. was like a chemical company or like and petroleum i don't remember the weird thing is that i mean who knows ukraine was one of the regions that uh joe biden was tasked overseeing in terms of foreign policy and it is suspicious that the one company where he like the one place where he had no connections with um no expertise in he ended up winding being on it, like on it, like yeah. at least like it's not like a doctor is gonna end up being like an engineer, you know, like it's it's a little suspicious from that end, and as just as a norm and just as like a person who, like who's viewing that, I see it as most likely nepotism and him benefiting from something that he no, he just wouldn't... benefits from his last name. That's it. I don't think it was the last name. Oh, that definitely helps. It, why it helps? Look, like, why look, else? Hunter, like, if you look at Hunter Biden's history, he's had a pretty, um, to say the least, unsavory one. Yeah, but I totally get that. But, but I like, so, like, no one would necessarily, and he, he, and plus, like, what other, like, how would he necessarily contribute to the board? I don't know. Exactly, that's the problem. So, why would the Ukrainian government hire Hunter Biden just because of the last name? It's likely that they hired him to get in good favors with America, or I mean, because maybe. America pressured them. That's how I view it through. And I and I've heard a lot. I've watched a lot of like Democratic um, opinions on it, like on CNN. I just don't think it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't really match. Like any of the expla- explanations don't really like. Yeah. Solve well, I mean, the actual. Here's problem. how I see it. Just so I don't like go into like some tirade on like with conspiracy theories how i see it is they should definitely look into it no doubt um ukraine should still nonetheless do it um because if there's wrongdoing there then we should root out the wrongdoing corruption in any capacity is not good yeah even if it does um even if it does impugn um pretty sure that's the right word but if, even if it does uh just harm the biden campaign um and i mean i kind of consider myself a biden supporter i don't even know what i consider myself no i like but, biden a lot i think no I, I i think he could be uh definitely i i believe he could be a good president but um and i think he can win he's a good chance yeah maybe i don't know, I know he's been he's been kind of lagging a little bit in the polls yeah the primaries recently. have been bad to him but yeah like, like, i think in yeah, general like, i think like new hampshire he hasn't been doing too well. Yeah. But that's besides the point. <laughs> How I see it is that even if that's the case, even if um, Biden does go down, I mean, it still ought to happen. 
You know? Because, you, you, like, I don't care if you're conservative, liberal, even if you completely align with my views. I don't... Like, if... Like, I truly believe you'd make the best president ever. I don't know if I could necessarily um, support your... The ends that you're trying to achieve if your means are corrupted. You know what I mean? I was... And I was thinking about that today. I... I was thinking about, like, if I would vote while for... While you were doing calculus? Yes, while I was studying for calculus, I... What about physics? <sighs> and physics. <laughs> um, Gee. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was um, thinking about if I would vote for a president who uh, had, like, maybe valid, like, corruption claims. And I think I settled on the fact that I, I think... I, I would argue that I'm more partisan than you in nature. And oh, you yeah, know, I... Definitely, I hate partisanship. Like, it's, I've, like, I, I, look, like, let me, can, do you mind if I go on a little terrain yeah. on the partisanship? Look, how I see it is, um, and actually, this can go back to the impeachment inquiry in a sense, because how I see it is that the House of Representatives would do a service to the country if they just went through the impeachment. If they found nothing, then great, good, okay? That's better for us. That means that our political system isn't in turmoil all of a sudden. Yeah. Okay? So, how I see it is that the problem is, um, it was such a party-line vote there because everyone was putting party over country. Yeah. And I think the two Democrats that decide to deviate, in a sense, put country over party. Because I... in a s- Country over party. Country over party. Yeah. Only reason why I say that is because they're maybe trying to avoid... Because they feel maybe there's something there. Maybe there is. So maybe if we avoid that, we can maybe just not have so much more turmoil. Because like how because on the outside, on the exterior, the American political landscape looks really toxic. Yeah. Underneath, you actually have a lot of hardworking people doing stuff. I mean, you're talking about... Um, um, Amy Klobuchar was one of the most productive oh, senators ever, even though she's in a Republican majority Senate. It shows that bipartisanship still exists. Yeah. That even like just look at Josh Hawley working with like Democrats on some, uh, it was some bill. It's not necessarily restricting time, but I don't remember. It was something like that. He was working with Democrats. Yeah. It shows that bipartisanship still exists. The problem is, um, we still need to um, foster idea, the idea of country over party because for far too long it's been party over country. My only thought on it is that, like, at least from like a Republican standpoint, when I look at impeachment, I feel that like one, we have to establish that Trump was duly elected by the American people. Sure. And since Trump's election, I I I feel that. Um, Democrats have been trying to find any means to impeach him, to remove his presidency, to make it seem like his election was invalid. We went through this whole Russian dilemma, and there were no impeachment claims, and it seemed that it seemed like um, what Democrats were doing was completely on a partisan basis, mm-hmm. because uh, when a lot of the facts came out, it seemed like uh, a lot of the evidence was um, was kind of exonerated. The president, and when I look at impeachment, even when Dem- well, I, 
I mean, I wouldn't At a certain extent. I don't think, like, it's completely, like, resolved. Well, here's how I see it. Considering that Mueller didn't actually... You're talking about, the like, Russia and the yeah, Mueller the, Yeah. Yeah, so considering that Mueller didn't actually necessarily take the next step on saying, oh, yeah, there's definitely something here, I would not say that completely exonerates the him. Only thing or is- partially exonerates him. It's still in a, a question. No, my only but, problem is that like the house went through this whole, a whole situation where they actually went and they they did as uh, a report on the presidency and they found nothing and, uh, and Mueller like he had no like he didn't lay any like um, legal uh, methods that were um, equivalent to like impeachable offenses to impeach this president and I just like a lot of members of Congress, Democratic members of Congress, since the president has been elected, have said that it's time to impeach him. It's time to remove him. And I think that uh, people should respect the American people. And the American people clearly voted for this president. And you just said people should respect the American. People. Oh, I mean what Congress people, people Congress oh. people. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think that impeach. When we think about impeachment, it is going against what the American people have voted for, what the election, the results well, of the election. It, uh, the, well, yeah, of course the American people don't necessarily want to vote, vote for an impeachable president, but it basically invalidates the result of an election. And when I, I think that it does is, it, pro- it does, How? because you're removing a duly elected president by the American people. Yeah, I understand, but if there's like if there's legal reason to do so, look, look at this. If you can't do that, then why would the found? If you shouldn't no, do my, that because it would go against what the will of the American people want, then why would the founding fathers? Excuse me, the founding fathers put. Why would they put that into the constitution in the first place? Why would that make that? Why they make that one of the checks and balances? And that's one of my problems. My problem is one: I don't even know if this uh, the specific quid pro quo is an impeachable offense because uh, I, I. It's actually very vague. Yeah, yeah. The language is completely vague. Yes, it's what the framers, what the framers had in the constitution, was very vague on terms of like impeachable offenses. So I don't even know if a quid pro quo will be considered an impeachable offense to go down that impeachment route. But I, I feel like. Democrats have been doing this since the election, and when is um, impeachable offense? When when does it stop? It's. I feel that even if Trump wins this election, even if the Ukrainian thing um, exonerates the president, Democrats will still find another way to keep going down this rabbit hole of trying to impeach the president. And it's not healthy for the country, and it's leading us to this hyperpartisan route. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I don't know, like. One annoying thing, I guess, like, like about myself that I'm still trying to figure out is when I'm too partisan. You know what I mean? Like, I like partisan. to... <laughs> no, I like to look at things objectively. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, need, I, I need to see multiple perspectives so I can understand it better. Because the problem is, when I was younger, I was so entrenched in one viewpoint yeah. that I thought that was the only thing. So, for example, I was definitely a never-Trumper. When he uh, during the twenty sixteen election, I was Me like, too. I was like, such a never Trump. No, and it's just because well, first I was naive. Second, I never like I, I didn't even bother like look at the positions and things like that. Yeah. When he got into office, I was like, we should, like he's de- this is all impeachable. He could definitely do all this. Like, he definitely did all this crap. There's something shady here. Um, we need to impeach him. But as I've like looked at different perspectives, and even today, I like fail at it. 
every single time, and it really yeah. takes me off. But like, uh, I don't know. I'm not just try figure something out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Read other perspectives. I would read Fox News, but the problem is this: it's I watch both. I watch the internet. But I do. I don't more like. Much. I don't really like to watch either of them. You, I go. You CNN, read a lot more articles. CNN turns into a habit, and it's a very annoying habit for me. And I'm trying to shake it off, but the problem I know, is, I, I I I keep running out of New York Times articles. You know how they like give you like a certain number per month. I keep yeah. running out, so it's like. Oh so yeah, annoying. they do. do that. It's so annoying. Like, come on. Like, I understand you also can't make any money anymore because of print journalism, but make it free, please. But that's besides the point. Um. <laughs> Like, uh, just trying to objectively look at it. Like, so, like, you're saying how, because every single time you're saying, like, oh, the Democrats are trying to make this really hyper-partisan culture because since day one, they've been wanting to... I'm not blaming it on uh, Democrats. No, no, that's, okay, I can understand that. But what I'm saying is, um, because since, like, day one, they've been wanting impeachment. Yeah. Sure, Yeah. yeah, you can definitely argue that. Um, but I still think, though, that... How I see impeachment is that more, it's more just to give us a sense of peace, you know, like just to clear our mind like, okay, no, there's nothing shady going on here. And if there is shady go- something shady going on, we can possibly correct it. That's how I see it. Because if we allow him, let's just say he does do it and we allow him to get away with it, that would kind of set a pretty horrible precedent for next presidents. You know what I mean? Uh, at least me personally. Why do I want to like talk about the hyperpartisan thing? Um, I I do consider myself a partisan for various reasons. Uh, sometimes I find myself uh, like a hypocrite because I um, when I look at me like when I look at the, the uh, policies I support or like when Democrats do something and when Republicans do it, sometimes I have different standards for it. And uh-huh. I do um, blame it on sometimes I'm kind of I'm a more partisan person because I really think it's important to win and I really believe in the consequences of elections. So. Sometimes I get uh, stuck in that trap, and I try to fix that, but it's hard because that's yeah, my no, mindset. It, it takes time, and I don't know if I'll ever fix it because my mindset <laughs> is that winning is important, and that's why I see it. That's why I do see myself as a partisan because of this hyper competitive nature. So, how do you think? Um, just so that we can like kind of conclude, um, how do you think we go on with impeachment from here? Because look, at I this think point, we both have completely two different takes on it. So. No, I know that's fine, but. Clearly, Democrats are intent on going on with this. Or, excuse me, going through with this. So, what's your take on it? How do you see this? What, 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 should, what should happen next? Not the Democrats, not the Republicans, but what should Congress do next? In terms of the process, I think that how it should, what should happen is that it needs to, if we are going through this route of impeachment... Okay. It should be as clean and as apolitical, and we do that. No, definitely. No. Okay, let me rephrase. Let's just say right now you're the Speaker of the House. Um, I wouldn't support impeachment. Okay, one <laughs> second. So, okay, so Nancy Pelosi, so you replaced Nancy Pelosi for whatever reason. Speaker Actually, of the House now. How would you, and you have impeachment on your table. Do you completely, do you just like burn and say like, oh, um, to heck with that. We don't need that. No. No more. Actually, I do think uh, impeachment is a losing strategy for Democrats in 2020, so maybe. Maybe I'll support it. <laughs> but, like, but well, I, I mean, if, it, well, in this situation, you're a Republican, right? Yeah. Okay, so if you are a Republican in this situation, I wouldn't that kind of shoot you in the foot, though? 
Yeah, if I was in, uh, if I was a Republican speaker of the House and I was, um... Or you were, like, a Democrat, I, but you were really just a closet of Republican. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I would move to Nebraska and run in Nebraska or something. What? Why like, Nebraska? Be, I don't know, because it's a Republican state. It's, blood, it's a blood-red state. Of all the states you could have picked, you picked Nebraska. I don't know why that... It's better than South Dakota to an extent. <laughs> and I would know. And Alabama. I'm Mississippi. I'm Missouri. Okay. I'm sorry. That was... I don't know. St. Louis is nice, apparently. Oh, yes. Yeah, I have a friend from St. Louis. Okay, whatever. Okay, so (laughs) I'll give you my take. How we... I suggest... Keep going with it. Um... Obviously, like Manu was saying before, don't make it too hyper-partisan, of course. But just get all the facts on the table. When... The when it comes to the impeachment vote, vote on not only whether or not. Well, most importantly, you should see if there's something fishy or not. That's for sure. And I would say maybe to an extent in the back of your head. If I was this congressperson, um, to think how would this affect the American people. Because in the in the end, you're not voting for your constituency at this point. You're voting for the entire United States. Yeah. Because this isn't just a local issue. This and that's is what I was going to say. National one. I was going to say that if either way, if you support impeachment or don't support impeachment, look at if it benefits the American people. Yeah. And I think we may have a different um, take on what benefits means. You may yeah. see through a moral, ethical sense. I would argue, like through a no. more kitchen table. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just arguing just um, for a legality sense. Oh, all right. I, I feel that like don't leave the American people behind. You yeah. made a promise. You took an oath, um, as a congressperson, to, to serve the American people, to help solve a lot of the pressing issues that we're facing, and don't forget that promise. In spite yeah. of um, what the news media decides to focus on. Don't forget that pledge. Thing yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you so much for watching our podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at uh, swamp underscore talk underscore. And if you want uh, any, if you have any recommendations, um, well, yeah, go into our IG, do, do your thing. Or you can email us at uh, talkswamp at gmail.com. Um, Manu, any last minute things you want to say? I want to eat. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much for watching. Hopefully, we will back, be back next week. Depends on, like, if I can survive. That's, yeah, if our I think the, hopefully. rigorous uh, workload is not too much. Yes. Well, it kind of is. It, yeah, I can what? relate. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Okay. Oh, <laughs> excuse me.